We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app slime we start with this what frost my pumpkin never heard that expression before five days before the election the media gave Biden free airtime to bash Republicans. Where are the gutless Republicans who should demand equal time to rebut? I'm with you on this. This was not a presidential speech at all. This was a political advertisement. That's what it was. Pure and simple. I'm not sure what the Republicans did. I'm really not sure. I wish we could find our way past the two-party system. It produces politicians who only represent the party, not the people. Yep. The bitter old men will stay in office as both sides don't want to risk losing one election and will keep voting for what's safe. The only thing you don't have, bitter old men in politics, is for those same bitter to create, vote, and pass term limits. That's not likely to happen. So we are all the problem. And I guess that makes for good talk radio. (laughs) Maddening talk radio. We also have this. Jeff would like to take a swing at this. Go right ahead, Jeff. The Democrat helping the Republicans is Tulsi Gabbard, right? The Republican helping Democrats? Mitch McConnell. Do I get a prize? (laughs) We'll find out, Jeff. One more bit of audio I want to share with you, and this is from Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre, Ms. Jean-Pierre, she is the one who is the spokesperson for the White House. And here's her compilation, basically the justification behind tying the Pelosi attack and January 6th together. And again, this whole message of condemnation, condemnation, condemn. You know, ever since I was a child, I used to hate seeing people come out and condemn the obvious. Why do people have to just make comments? You know what I'm saying? What what purpose does it serve? And on some level, I get it. But in another, another way, it's like, so what? But anyway, let's listen to Ms. Jean-Pierre. It should not be controversial to speak out against political violence. Uh, it should be something as, politi- as political leaders should automatically do in a forceful 
way. And you all have reported on what happened uh, to Paul Pelosi and how horrific it was and how devastating it, it was and how dangerous uh, that action was. Uh, and the rhetoric that we're seeing, that rise of rhetoric that we are seeing, uh, you know, you have people out there who listen and who take that rhetoric very seriously. And so the president believes that it shouldn't have to, he, he shouldn't have to call them to say, hey, you need to condemn condemn what happened a little more forcefully, that is something that it should just be uh, something that's automatic, and they should just do that. Look, the president, again, is making this speech because we're, we're seeing an alarming number of Republican, uh, Republican officials who are saying they're being very clear. Uh, they're not going to accept the results of these elections. That's a problem. And yes, when we see what happened to uh, Paul Pelosi, and again, the president spoke. Uh, you all know you've heard you've heard us you've heard us say this. The president spoke to uh, the speaker on Friday. He spoke very forcefully at his event Friday after uh, Friday evening. Uh, he spoke to this again on Saturday, and just yesterday uh, in Florida, uh, uh, he spoke in front in front of um, in Florida Floridians about this this attack. And so, uh, look, he he's going to continue to call this out. Uh, what we're seeing is is. A attack on our de democracy, and the president has been very clear. We need to protect our democracy. We need to strengthen our democracy, and he feels uh, it is important as the president of the United States to continue uh, to speak to this. Oh my goodness, this is horrible. And I'm serious. I hope these folks get their asses kicked next week. I'm I'm just being very straightforward about this, and I hope it is such an ass kicking. These people recognize this was not a good strategy, that people will see right through it and recognize it for what it is. And let me just add something else, because this is really important. If the Republicans win back the House and the Senate, if they do not get some positive things accomplished, and I recognize some things involve a signature from the president. I get that. But they, if they don't tangibly accomplish anything, take a stand for anything, then they are, um, let's just say, there will be consequences. People aren't going to put up with this long. They really aren't. Let us see here. <laughs> Jim out of Easley says, I hate to admit it, but I really do miss little red lying hood. <laughs> At least her lies were vaguely plausible. But cringe Pierre doesn't even try to cover up the lies. It's pretty sad, isn't it? So are you promoting equal time? Does that include on your show? Or is it because you don't like the current president? No, I'm saying in general. If Donald Trump went out and spent the entire time, and if he asked for prime time, then he went out and he delivered an entirely political speech. That's all it was about. Had nothing to do with policy. It was not really an address to the American people and their interests. I'd say the same thing. It would be entirely inappropriate for the networks to accept that without giving equal time, especially a week away from the election. They know better than this, but you know which side they're on. It's very obvious. On the lighter side, how many of you went out and bought Powerball tickets? 
Come on, admit it. Some of you did it secretly and quietly, too. You don't want it known that, hey, I played the lottery. Yes, I even bought some tickets right before the cutoff time last night. <laughs> I did indeed. Your chance at winning who wants to be a billionaire is going to another round, though. Nobody won last night. No winning tickets sold for the $1.2 billion jackpot. Winning numbers 2, 11, 22, 35, 60, and the Powerball was 23. Now, the jackpot goes up to a whopping $1.5 billion for Saturday. If one ticket wins, the holder chooses lump sum. That's a one-time payment of $745.9 million. Isn't this crazy? The annuity option would spread 30 payments across 29 years. So we've had 39 consecutive Powerball drawings since August. No winner. This is one of the largest in U.S. history. Pretty amazing, isn't it? The record, a $1.586 billion Powerball grand prize shared by winners in California, Florida, and Tennessee. That was January 2016, according to Powerball. In July, a $1.337 billion Mega Millions jackpot won by a ticket in Illinois. And a $1.537 billion Mega Millions prize claimed in South Carolina in 2019. Will you be next? Stay tuned. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
of the broadcast over on the text line. Vince, great show. Thank you for all you do to spread the conservative word. I've not heard of a conservative mowing down a young conservative because of their views. What does our world come to? Biden's rhetoric is to purposely stoke violence in hopes of shutting down the election with martial law. (laughs) On the lottery, Vince, I won two bucks last night. I'm rich. (laughs) Vince, there will be no consequences if or when the Republicans take over and accomplish nothing. said the same thing about Lindsey Graham. Yet I'll bet. If you could, you'd vote for him. So please stop it. Vince, I invested in a sure thing. Half-price Halloween candy. If it shouldn't be controversial to speak out about political violence, where were they in 2020? That's right. Kamala Harris was collecting funding to bail them out. I'm starting to think this no-cash bail thing is a way of keeping their political violence army on the streets. Pretty crazy, isn't it? Joe refers to the Powerball lottery as a tax on the stupid. Who are you calling stupid? <laughs> Although I'm a U.S. citizen, I did experience a xenophobic attitude towards me from individuals who call themselves conservative. What is fascism anyway? Well, let me help you out with that. First off, let me first renounce anybody who claims to be conservative. And if there was anything genuinely xenophobic communicated towards you, That person is not a conservative. That's not what conservatives are. And my apologies to you for what you've experienced. Because that's whatever the case, not what this country is about. Fascism always comes back to one very important thing. Control. Ask yourself, who is trying to control? Who wants bigger government? For the federal government to get involved in more things and control more things. Who wants the federal government to take in more money, no matter where it comes from? Who is it? These are the questions you have to ask about fascism. Who's trying to shut down speech? There's another important question. Liz Cheney, out actively campaigning for Democrats. Vince, that person who texts expressing fear of voting Republican because he's black, I would tell him, her, your vote is private. I've stopped trying to convince some of my circle why I see things. For instance, if gasoline was sub $2 and goes past $4, what changed? Uh, Yeah. I just tuned in. Perhaps you've already discussed this. It's a strategy by the Dems to keep banging the drum. Republicans won't accept the results of the election because they feel confident. The combination of fake votes and possibly machine corruption will give them wins. Mm-hmm. Hence, regarding the lottery, I tell my friends this. If I disappear without a trace and you don't see my family on the news looking for me, then you know. Let's be real here. When somebody does actually win this silly lottery, I'll be the IRS. (laughs) Oh, it'll be the IRS that are the billionaires, not the winner. A measly 500 million is all the winner would walk away with. Jeff, uh, it's, it's a big win for them, isn't it? Vince, too many in government are only in it 
to win it. They suffer from the me, myself, and I syndrome. We pay the price. If the Republicans take back power, I predict they won't do diddly squat. I, I can't say that I can challenge at all your perspective and concern. I want to quickly get to this, wow, time zipping away, an unfortunate ruling by the Supreme Court letting stand a ruling that the TSA can require airline passengers to wear masks during the height of the pandemic. This was a precedent issued by a federal appeals court. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit ruling said TSA had broad authority to maintain security and safety during national emergencies. TSA scrapped the mask mandate in April after a federal judge in a different case said the requirement exceeded the agency's power. This is a defeat for Jonathan Corbett, a California lawyer, self-described frequent flyer who sued to challenge the mask mandate. He asked the Supreme Court to either take up his appeal or declare the case legally moot and wipe away the D.C. Circuit opinion so it could not serve as a precedent. President Biden put the mandate in place in his first full day in office, issuing an executive order requiring masks in airports and on planes, trains, inner city buses and other forms of transportation. And his administration urged the Supreme Court to keep the D.C. Circuit opinion in force. The D.C. Circuit handles an outside, an outsized share of cases involving the power of federal government agencies. This is why, from my perspective, this was a major loss. Very unfortunate that the court has ruled this way, but that's what we've got, folks. So let's talk about the campaign trail. We have some interesting things going out there, including Liz Cheney, one of Donald Trump's fiercest critics, lending her support to two Democrats battling for key swing seats in the final days of the U.S. midterm elections. Cheney expressed support for Democrat candidates in Ohio and Michigan as a bulwark against her own party's lurch toward Trump, whom she argues is a threat to democracy. What an idiot. As you know, she's the daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney, once seen as the tax-cutting, gun-loving, God-fearing, small-government apothesis of American conservatism. Now she's been disowned by her own party. After refusing to accept Trump's claims of a stolen 2020 election, she has played a key role, leading role, on the Congressional Committee investigating the former president's role in January 6th. As you know, she was booted out of the leadership. She lost her primary back in Wyoming, thank goodness. Now, Republicans are showing strong momentum to at least take back the House. So Cheney's on the campaign trail, campaigning for Democrats. (sighs) This is hilarious. In the Senate race in Ohio, Cheney said she preferred Democrat candidate Tim Ryan over Republican J.D. Vance, who once fiercely opposed Trump, but has since changed his tune. Cheney later traveled to Michigan to attend a campaign event with candidate Alyssa Slotkin, also a Democrat, whom she had officially endorsed a few days earlier. I don't know that I've ever voted for a Democrat, but if I lived in Arizona, I absolutely would. That's what she says in a campaign ad that started airing in the battleground southwest state 
But the winds of political change are also blowing in the other direction. And the texter who sent this in, you're correct. Former Hawaii Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, who represented her state as a Democrat, but recently declared herself an independent, has been campaigning for Republican nominees in several gubernatorial and Senate races. I think I'll take Tulsi over Liz Cheney anytime. I'm just saying. Strange. Over on the text line, what's so funny is your listening audience complaining about Democrats talking about people not accepting the election, yet they bring up every false talking point like ballot machines, changing votes, other off-the-wall things while complaining about the Democrats. Was Liz ever a Republican? As would be the same case for Romney. Too bad the old blue dog Democrats are gone. Which party do you think benefits in the long run if Liz switched to Democrats, Tulsi goes Republican, which party gets a bigger net gain? I think the Democrats benefit as Tulsi is only going to appeal to voters that are already voting Republican. Very interesting. By the way, new poll. I think this just came out yesterday. If I see this correctly, Republicans Ted Budd has reached two levels he's not reached before. A new poll shows that more than half of voters now choose him to replace retiring Richard Burr, his lead over Democrat Sherry Beasley, is outside of the margin of error. The findings of the latest Emerson College polling showing 50.3% of the very likely voters in this year's election say they will or have voted for Bud. Beasley at 45.2, the five percentage point spread, double what it was a month ago. Looks like Ted Bud may be peaking at just the right time. The gun shop owner from Advance, who's represented the 13th congressional district since 2016, has led Beasley in head-to-head matchups since pre-primary polling back in May. But this poll shows that more previously undecided voters are making up their minds in his favor. There are now only 2.1% who have not made their choice. Pretty small number. 9.2 percentage points fewer than just a month ago. And a lot of that swing has been among women. So, new information in that North Carolina Senate race which will be very closely watched next week. Another uh, interesting item on the elections, an interesting endorsement, this one for Dr. Mehmet Oz. And it's interesting who has endorsed him. It's the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Here's what's interesting about this. It's John Fetterman's hometown newspaper. (laughs) 
saying that Oz is the better bet for Pennsylvania for a variety of reasons, including concerns over the Democrats' lack of real work experience, maturity, and anti-fracking policies. Mr. Fetterman's life experience and maturity are also concerns. He's lived off his family's money for much of his life. This has allowed him to do some good things, including mentoring disadvantaged young people and working to improve community policing and economic development. That work, along with his six-foot-eight frame, shaved head and tattoos, attracted national media attention. Still, Mr. Fetterman, despite his hoodies and shorts, has little experience in holding real jobs or facing the problems of working people. This is really good. Really good. There's much more here, but again, the irony of this. John Fetterman's hometown newspaper, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, endorsing Dr. Oz in that particular race. That will be one of the closely watched contests on election night. How many of you are shocked by this? Thanksgiving dinner will be a lot more expensive this year. A lot pricier. Market research firm IRI predicts your Thanksgiving meal will cost about 13.5% more compared to last year based on how retail prices in the four weeks through October 16th compared to the same period back in 2021. IRI measures items including turkey and other meat, baking essentials, beverages, popular side dishes, and a list of Thanksgiving foods. Now, even if retailers offer promotions in the weeks or days leading up to the holiday, these prices will still likely be higher than the same period a year ago. Promotions could actually swing the number a little they're not going to swing in a meaningful way. If anything, there's slightly less promotions. Because manufacturers have been increasing prices as their own costs have risen. More expensive this year for Thanksgiving. Because the high grocery prices in general. We had extreme weather, drought, diseases. The avian flu. Stubbornly high food inflation. In the year through September, not adjusted for seasonal shifts, grocery prices up 13%. About 38% of consumers are expected to pay more for Thanksgiving meals this year, even though they're planning to buy the same amount of food. There can still be some relief in the grocery aisle. Discount retailers like Aldi and Lidl, promising low prices on some Thanksgiving favorites this year. That's a clever strategy. Aldi said it would still lower some prices to 2019 levels. Lidl's saying that its typical Thanksgiving basket, including frozen turkey, fresh cranberries, sweet potatoes, and more, will cost under $30 and feed 10 people while supplies last. Discount retailers have picked up new customers. As inflation has written, I'll tell you one thing for sure. I have... Spent more time in one of my favorite spots, the Dollar Twenty Five Tree. I don't mind telling you that, the Dollar Twenty Five Tree, because that's what it is now. Uh, anything that I can get there, I get there. Just keep it simple, and buy everything else at the other usual suspects. I don't need to mention the names of those stores. They don't need any free advertising. Just saying.
What are your plans? Any changes this year because of the cost, the price? Kind of curious as to how you will approach it and whether this will impact people very much. And, of course, you know what we will talk about next. How is it going to look for Christmas? Will people spend as usual? Are they going to cut back at all? Or we're going to see the same usual spend what we don't have, which we would never do, right? <laughs> Stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Thursday as we edge yet closer to Friday. Isn't that wonderful? I'm trying to give you something to be excited about at least. And over on that text line, some pretty interesting items. This texture says, Mr. Vince, we plan on going to Waffle House for Thanksgiving. Saving money. Waffle House, really? Aldi says they're rolling back Thanksgiving prices the staples to 2019 to help people. Also, the texture says, does the dollar 25 tree carry the buck and a quarter staff? Or will you not tell us that? <laughs> not quite sure what the meaning is there, but this one's funny. Christmas is canceled this year. Nobody get nothing. <laughs> is that where you are this year? Are you going to, uh, Take that same stance, you know, just basically say, yeah, I ain't got the money. We're going to cut back this year. Everybody's going to be okay. Everybody's got what they need anyway. They don't need all the junk. That will drive up debt for too many people in the first place. Just putting that out there. My goodness. Let us take a look at the day in history. How are you doing today, Chris? Real good, thanks. Excellent. We have a total of seven questions. Have a little fun with this first one. This person was commissioned to paint Lisa Garandini's portrait. Um, well, I'm going to give you uh, two aspects of this. Who was the person commissioned? And number two, who was, what was the name of this portrait when it was finally finished? It's, That's uh, the bonus question, if you can answer, answer both. Da Vinci's Mona Lisa, wasn't it? Da Vinci's Mona Lisa. So great. Terrific. We move on to 1883. This is a weird one. The Supreme Court ruled that these people who were here in the country first to be dependent aliens. What a strange characterization. Who are these people? Uh, Native Americans. Native Americans. Very odd ruling. I wonder if people would affirm this and say, hey, this is precedent. We ought to continue to follow this. 1952, this particular vegetable became a thing as the Bird's Eye Company added them to its roster. What was this product that people started eating more of in 1952? I'll give you a hit. Oh, I'll give you a hit. It's green. And circular. Sweet peas? Yeah, frozen peas. Were you a big frozen pea person? Did uh, you like... You know, it depends on the time of year. 
Okay. That's fair enough. This country launched Sputnik 2 with Laika, a dog on board, the first animal in space. Which country was this in 1957? Russia. It was, yes, we'll give that one to you. That's the uh, Soviet Union, 1964. This man, the brother of the slain president, elected senator from New York. Who was that person? Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy, 1992. This man elected the president of the United States. Who was this guy? Bill Clinton. It was Bill Clinton. And wow, pretty impressive. Chris pulls off a clean sweep. And just for fun, we go back to the year 1990. And this song... Top the charts. What was this song, Christopher? Not really hearing it. Will. Oh, that's uh. Now wait a second. Okay, that's uh Vanilla Ice. That's Ice Ice Baby, Bubba. <laughs> you are correct. Oh, it might. Okay. Oh, my goodness. This is giving me chills. It really is. Oh, my goodness. A billion people bought that record. This is just crazy. Absolutely crazy. 1990, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You know, it's really funny. There's a... uh, I can't remember who did it. Maybe it was VeggieTales did a spoof of this. And it's called Rice Rice Baby. It's really quite clever. Kind of like a weird Al Yankovic sort of thing. Uh, A little fun here at the end as well. Are you a big fan of trains? Chris, do you like trains? Uh, Yeah, because they remind me of my son. Oh, okay. He's big into trains. Get a load of this. The Swiss have really pulled off something. A Swiss railway company has claimed the record for the world's longest passenger train. With a trip on one of the most spectacular tracks through the Alps. Can you imagine what this ride would look like? They've claimed the record for the world's longest passenger train with a trip on an, a, with a really spectacular view. It's the Ration Railway Company. 1.9 kilometer long train composed of 100 coaches. 100 coaches. It was designated a UNESCO World Heritage Route in 2008, leads through 22 tunnels, some of which spiral through mountains, across 48 bridges. The entire journey took over an hour. Rail enthusiasts lined the valley to watch the train's 25 sections wind their way about 25 kilometers through the Alps. The railway director said the record attempt was intended to highlight some of Switzerland's engineering achievements and celebrate 175 years of Swiss railways. That sounds like something that would be pretty cool. I mean, even this still picture, as I look at it, I think, man, this would be an absolutely beautiful ride. And for the length of time, I mean, this is pretty awesome. Just a very short period of time, short trip. And it absolutely would be memorable. No question about that. That's all the time we have for the broadcast today. Thank you very much for joining us today. Lord willing, we're back tomorrow at the same time. And a very important Faith Focus Friday. 
I'll give you a hint. It can be life-changing. We'll talk about it and much more on tomorrow's broadcast. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.